Week 3 is upon us, and you are listening to the Ride In NFL DFS Podcast. I am Pat James. This podcast is sponsored by Fanshare Sports. Uh, check them out at fanshare.sports.com. Lots of great info. They curate all the sentiment and start sit recommendations across the industry to come up with projected ownerships uh, for DFS sites. Uh, very good information. Very accurate ownership projections at Fanshare Sports. You can also check out my written content on 4for4.com. Uh, the most accurate fantasy football website. Lots of great stuff going on over there as well. Before I get into the week three cash game plays, my favorite cash game plays, maybe a pivot here or two, I do want to go over a few housekeeping notes. Please rate and review the podcast. It uh, helps me greatly. Actually, I think you guys are doing a good job of subscribing and listening. When you type in NFL DFS on iTunes, it is the first result that is returned, which is awesome. Um, I've had more listeners in the last two weeks than I thought I was going to have all year, so we're doing something right. Um, Second is a pat on my own back, a victory lap here. I hit the 70% win rate in cash games on DraftKings all time this week with a pretty big uh, week in cash games. So I feel like 70% is like the, the barometer for a very good cash game player. So I'm glad that I'm there. I hope that uh, I don't bomb out this week and drop back below the 70% line. But um, as long as I hover around it, I feel good about myself, feel good about my process. So now on to the week three plays. Uh, First and foremost, at quarterback, I think we can't ignore Pat Mahomes at 7K on DraftKings, 8,900 on FanDuel. Uh, Oh, by the way, I do want to mention, if if I'm off by you know, a target or two when I'm dropping stats or if I'm off by $100 on a salary, it is because I'm in my car and I don't have the numbers exactly in front of me. Um, I've written all my content and done all my research to this point in the week, so the numbers are kind of ingrained in my brain, um, but I may be off here or there uh, on like a stat or something or, or a salary, but I'm pretty sure that I have everything down pat after writing all the content that I have. Uh, over the course of the week. Back to Pat Mahomes. Um, even if he regresses to the mean, obviously he's not going to throw four, six, five touchdowns every week um, as an NFL starter. But even if he regresses to 275 yards and two touchdowns, that is plenty uh, at his current price of 7K. However, I do think this week against the 49ers, a team that let Matt Stafford and Kirk Cousins have their way with them, uh, I think he's going to have a pretty big game again as well. The weapons that he has just fit his style so well. He's got the checkdown options in Kelsey and Hunt, though he's not using Hunt too much. But he's got those checkdown options if he needs them. He has the deep threats in Tyreek Hill and even to some extent Sammy Watkins. Uh, the offense is just clicking, and Andy Reid is known um, for productive offenses, at least stretches of productive offenses. So I really like Pat Mahomes this week. I think you can drop down to Cam Newton. He is undervalued on DraftKings at 6K against a, a Bengals team that's kind of have that kind of has been funneling action to the pass. I think he's going to throw the ball a lot, and even when he pulls the ball down and runs. Uh, obviously, that is great for his cash game floor. I think he could absolutely get a rushing touchdown this week. There's always that chance with Cam, and that's what makes his floor so high. At 6K, he really only needs uh, 100 and 
let's say 50 passing yards um add in those that 50 rushing yards throwing a touchdown or two and he's got value but obviously he's gonna most likely i would say uh surpass the at least the passing expectation um and i think that game has a little bit of sneaky shootout potential because the the bengals are really clicking as well um so I like Cam as as well if you can't get up to Pat Mahomes. And then lastly, it's a kind of a thin play, but if, you, if you're going to pay all the way down a quarterback, I think Blake Bortles against the Titans makes sense, especially if Leonard Fournette remains out. The offense, or at least the passing offense for Jacksonville, is just more efficient without Leonard Fournette for some reason. He is... Uh, He's the focal point of their offense when he's healthy, and I think it kind of disrupts the rhythm a little bit of Bortles. But when T.J. Yeldon and Corey Grant are the main backs in the Jaguars' offense, they they help Bortles' floor a lot with the checkdowns and just moving the sticks. And we saw last week against the Patriots, man, Bortles was feeling it. He has the weapons, so I like Bortles as well if you're going to pay all the way down a quarterback. Um, so those are my three guys. I haven't really decided who I'm going to stick uh, with in cash games, basically because I don't make my final cash game build until Saturday, but it's going to be one of those three. I'm almost positive after the research that I've done. I'm going to try to get Mahomes. He would be definitely uh, my top option. If not, I'm going to try to get down to Cam, and hopefully I can get one of those two guys in. If I absolutely love the team that I have, and I need to plug in Bortles, I'll do it. Um, but I'm definitely going to try to go Mahomes or Cam. At running back, I think there is some uber chalk to be had with Jay Ajayi not practicing yet this week. Um, I think Corey Clement, who scored a touchdown and caught five passes last week, is going to be very chalky on a slate where there isn't much value. So I like him at 4-3 on DraftKings. And uh, a pivot to that might be Philip Lindsay. I mean, maybe you could play him in cash games. But I think you're getting a little thin there as well. Um, Philip Lindsay's had over 30 carries and a, and a few catches in two games. It looks like he is the, uh, I, wanna, I don't want to say the lead back, but he's definitely going to have um, a good amount of touches each week going forward. And I think then the other chalky running back uh, is obviously Gio Bernard with Joe Mixon on the shelf at 5,900 on DraftKings, 6,400 on FanDuel. Uh, he's not an autoplay. He's not a lock and load like he was last year when Mixon was out and he was only like 3,600 and he went for 20 points. Well, that's 6x. Um, he's not to 6x now. He's going to need 36 uh, or so DraftKings points, and I don't think that is uh, feasible. However, John Paulson came through with a pretty good stat. Anytime Gio Bernard sees 12 touches. He averages 16.5 PPR points, uh, and that is good enough at 6K. And I I think he's going to honestly approach 20 touches this week. So I think he's going to be a pretty popular play with Clement. I think you're going to see Gio Bernard and Corey Clement for a good reason in a lot of lineups in the running back spot. And whether whether you choose to go stud receiver or stud running back as your flex uh, that remains uh, up to your your cash game build I personally like 
to uh, play receivers in the mid-range or the low-end values just because the position is very volatile, as we saw last week with Antonio Brown. Um, I actually did not play him in cash, which kind of saved my day. I did play Ben um, to try and get some exposure to Antonio Brown. However, the studs at wide receiver are very tough to roster in cash because of the volatility of their targets. Um, running back, their touches are guaranteed because you turn around and hand the ball off, or their their targets are at least of low depth. Um, you know, swing passes, checkdowns, etc. You have a guy like Antonio Brown; he had the targets. Ben was just missing him on some of those deep shots, and that's the that's variance rearing its ugly head against a receiver. Um, as far as the other running backs that I'm taking a look at, I think you could play Chris Thompson. He's getting a ton of catches. The game script should go his way against Green Bay. Uh, I think then you pay for one of the top four guys, um, whomever is your preference, whether it's Kamara, Gurley, McCaffrey, uh, or Gordon. I think Gordon's matchup's kind of tough, um, but really he's not a runner anyway. He's very ineffective as a runner. He just gets basically gets checkdowns and scores touchdowns, check down a touchdown. That's that's Todd Gurley. Or I'm sorry, that's Melvin Gordon. Um, I think this week he's he's pro- there's probably a better option, which is Christian McCaffrey. Um, the Bengals have been very stout against the run, so I think the Panthers are going to resort to uh, a lot of you know swing passes to Christian McCaffrey to create some semblance of a run game. Um, but at the top, I think I'm going to try to, to jam in Alvin Kamara. We saw last week that the Falcons' strategy, uh, at least it was against Christian McCaffrey, was to let them check the ball down. They really, they really did not try to deny Christian McCaffrey from catching the ball, which is why he ended up with 14 targets, and, with, and it's why Cam kept feeding him the ball, because their MO is to just let them have the underneath stuff and then try to tackle them uh, for, for a short game, and we'll take that. And I think this week, if they try that with Alvin Kamara, he's very slippery, very elusive. He's going to shake free. He's going to make some uh, yards after catch with those with those targets. So I think I'm going to try uh, to jam in Alvin Kamara. I tried last week, and I couldn't. I had to drop down to Gurley. I know I, I, know I was leaning at the time of this podcast. Last week, I was leaning Alvin Kamara. But I did end up tweeting out that I had to drop down to Gurley because I just couldn't find $300 to get up to Alvin Kamara on DraftKings. I loved my cash game lineup um, with $9,200 left over. So I just said there's really not that much of a difference between Gurley and Kamara. So I went Gurley and uh, begrudgingly I went Gurley and it ended up working out in my favor. Um, so let's move on to the wide receiver position. As I said, I like to go mid, uh, mid-range wide receiver. So I'm going to start at Nelson Aguilar. Um, I'm, that is the first wide receiver at 6,100 on DraftKings that I am going to be considering. Aguilar uh, has 26 targets over the course of the last two weeks, and I think Wentz is definitely going to have a lot of quick hitters, a lot of three-step drop stuff called for him this week. Uh, so I think that benefits Aguilar and Clement and even Zach Ertz uh, because I don't think they want to have him you know, move around too much or face too much contact. So I think we're going to see a ton of low A dot stuff, a lot of 
uh, West Coast quick hitter stuff. So I think that makes Aguilar at 6,100 a pretty good play. Um, I think we can use Keelan Cole again. He was chalk last, chalk two weeks ago, not chalk last week. Obviously burned us both weeks. Um, didn't perform as the chalk, then performed as the low-owned play. Allen Robinson is is an interesting uh, call because the matchup might not be the best in Arizona. However, um, I'm not sure who tweeted it out, but uh, I think it might have been Evan Silva that, and I did kind of notice this, he, they're making Mitch Trubisky uh, a one-read type quarterback at this point. So, And it's usually Allen Robinson that's his first read. Um, so he's getting a ton of targets. I like Allen Robinson. I think you're going to have to roster one of the Rams wide receivers, whether it be Robert Woods or Cooper Cup, whichever guy you land on there. They're getting a bunch of targets there around 5K, and I think they can definitely beat the Chargers for at least a few catches and possibly a touchdown. At that price, they don't need to do much. Woods is seeing more targets, uh, but Coop, uh, Cooper Cup is definitely being a little bit more efficient with his fewer targets. Um, a little bit of a, th- a couple thin plays in the low four, high 3K range. Uh, Willie Sneed, Tyler Boyd, and Calvin Ridley I'd all take a look at. Ridley got really involved last week, especially in the red zone for the Falcons. Obviously, Tyler Boyd worked the the Ravens from the slot on Thursday night last week, and he hasn't really his price hasn't really budged. And Willie Sneed has seen 14 targets in the last two weeks at 4K. So I think if you're in need of a lower-priced uh, wide receiver to maybe jam in Alvin Kamara, you, you look at one of those guys uh, and see which one fits your fancy. Um, at tight end, I think it, it might be Burton Chalk Week. However, I don't think that that's the smartest play. Uh like I said, Trubisky is just not going through his reads, so Burton has not seen the targets we thought he would. He did score a touchdown on a shovel pass last week at the goal line, which is promising, um, but I'm not 100% sure that I want to go to Burton and cash. What I'm really watching is Jack Doyle's injury because Eric Ebron would definitely then be the chalk and cash, and for good reason. He's caught a touchdown the last two weeks, and although he's not getting the volume that Jack Doyle is getting. He is definitely uh, in the game plan and definitely an option for Andrew Luck. Uh, so I think keep an eye on Jack Doyle's status. If he's even like limited or they say like he might not play as many snaps as Ebron, I really like Eric Ebron. If you're going to pay up, um, I do like Zach Ertz. The only thing is you really can't get too cute with Eagles in your cash game. You can't play Clement Aguilar and Ertz. That's a little bit too much. Um, Eagles for for one lineup, so I think you're going to have to pick your poison there. Clement is probably a lock for me as long as Ajayi's out, uh, so I think I'd have to choose between Aguilar and Ertz, and then I think um, Jared Cook has, he had four targets last week, but he saw a ton in week one. Um, at Miami, the matchup isn't prohibitive. I think you could look at Jared Cook as well. All right, so the idea of this podcast, man, we're trying to keep it short. We're trying to keep it concise. Um, I love podcasts. I love to listen to an hour and a half of, you know, TJ Hernandez or the guys on the DFS edge, um, all podcasts. I just basically, I listen to them at the gym. I listen to them in the car when I'm not doing this podcast, 
But to be honest, not everybody has 90 minutes to listen to four guys dick around. And then at the end of it, you don't even remember who they liked or who they wanted you to play that week. And um, so this is just like concise, get the facts out there. And hopefully you're enjoying the podcast. Like I said, rate and review. My four cash game plays for this week is are going to be Patrick Mahomes at quarterback. I want you to stuff the chalk in your lineup with Gio Bernard and Corey Clement. And I'm also going to say that Eric Ebron will be a play if Jack Doyle sits for me. So those are my, my main four guys that I'm trying to jam into my cash game lineup that I'm going to try to build around. Pat Mahomes, Gio Bernard, Corey Clement, and if Jack Doyle is out, Eric Ebron. Once again, please leave a, a five-star review. Um, maybe I'll start. Maybe I'll do a contest. We'll give away a fan share subscription or something uh, in the near future if you rate and review. Um, any type of feedback is is welcome as well. Uh, I hope everybody does well in their week three contests. Until week four, good luck, guys.